what do they call them? Soldiers. Flock. Jesus freak. under chairs in her singleton room at our conservative Christian college. Oh, I've said too much already. Join us in welcoming our friend, Laura. Hi, Laura. Hi, Sarah. <laughs> the reason we invited Laura, other than the fact that she's a gem, is that Laura is a wife and wife of one and mother of three. I also, this is Sarah speaking, I also have two kids and another one on the way. And as I have become a parent, Lara has been one of the people that I come to quite often. Lara has a lot of wisdom and a very wise but simple way of explaining things, which I find really refreshing. And I think our listeners will too. I would like to say that Laura is a parent who makes me want to be a parent or who, who gives me hope about parenthood just because Laura I've seen you parent your children in a really winsome way in a way that you definitely have their loyalty and their trust and it's a really sweet thing to watch you shine and you're very gifted in that area so I'm excited for our listeners to be able to experience that as well. Thank you Katie. So Laura you are someone who has chosen to parent your children in the Christian faith and I'm just wondering if you could tell us a little bit about your upbringing and what faith was like in your home during your childhood. Yeah sure so as Sarah mentioned I grew up Catholic at least for the first half of my childhood. My both of my parents extended families were Catholic and are Catholic um, and I remember as a child I didn't love church because I thought it was really boring and I did complain about it a little bit and I I thought about this before we started the podcast um and I remember my parents didn't shame me or make me feel bad for not liking church but they also were like we're going to church. Um, it wasn't really a question. So a lot of times my brother, who was a baby, I would be like, oh, he seems like he needs a break. I'm going to go take him to the back. And I would go take him to the back and like, play <laughs> <laughs> um, and I remember hearing other people talk about their church experiences where there was like games and VBS. And I thought it did sound kind of fun. Um, but we didn't, we didn't do that. We didn't even have um, like a a separate group for children we were all together and um it was pretty short though and then as we got older we became friends with a family that was more conservative um baptist i believe and they were they were homeschoolers and i think like they were kind of more like traditionally conservative what um people might think of but they were really fun and they had five kids just like us and we really loved them and so we kind of got to know like the protestant side of things through them um they were also the first people who like gave me the word like being saved or salvation i had never heard of that before then um which is kind of interesting when i look back on 
my journey. So I do remember them talking about that with me and asking if I was saved. And I thought, I don't know. (laughs) What did you say? I think actually, I don't think they asked. I think they just told me what you were supposed to do. They were really nice. They were always like, they were never judgmental of us. And then I remember that night though, I asked my sister if she had prayed that prayer and she said, yes. So I was like, Oh, cool. And then I prayed it just in case, you know, after (laughs) (laughs) didn't want her to know I hadn't yet. So as I went off to college, I knew that I was easily influenced by the people around me. And so I wanted to surround myself with people who wanted the same thing. But I also noticed that even though I did really want to know God, I felt like I didn't, I hadn't received a copy of the script that a lot of other people had because I hadn't really ever memorized Bible verses. I didn't even know all of the books of the Bible. And like at church, when we had to open the Bible, I would have to look in the table of contents to figure out where everything was, which was embarrassing and felt like, alert, this is not a real Christian. (laughs) So, um, That was something I thought about a lot, but I really admired people like you guys who kind of seemed like you knew what you were doing more. And I remember like talking to both of you guys and praying with you and asking you lots of questions that I had. It's just funny, like thinking about, for one thing, how similar our backgrounds are. I've talked a lot on the podcast about my experience growing up Catholic and So much of what you said sounds like I could have said that myself, but the idea of having to look in the table of contents to find where a book in the Bible is and that being embarrassing is such a sad product of Christian culture that Jesus doesn't say a good Christian knows where Mark is, but Christian culture either sometimes explicitly and sometimes not says, yeah, if you're a quote unquote good Christian, because there is such a thing as being a good Christian, apparently, then you're going to know where that book is and you better not look in the table of contents because that is embarrassing. And it's just sad that that's what we kind of teach each other in our, or have taught each other in our actions. And like, you gotta, you you gotta look the part and play the part. Yeah. It's kind of a lot. So let me try and ask a question, a leading question for us. What has your experience been like having grown up in the Catholic church, then sort of a Baptist experience, going to college, feeling a few steps behind as a Christian, but still seeking to grow all of that, going from all of that to then becoming a parent and wanting your children to grow up with a maybe different experience than what you had in some ways or grow up knowing God? I mean, I'm Maybe I should even ask you, like, what do you want for your children? And what has your experience been like trying to offer that to them? Yeah, that's a really good question. I think that I've almost come full circle, too. Because, I mean, first of all, I don't even feel the same about the Catholic Church as I did when I first left it. I had a friend who was a Catholic in one of the previous places that we've lived, and she really had a different perspective to offer me from my own experience with Catholicism. But for my own kids, I also think that 
I've come full circle because I think that there's only so much they can understand about God and about the Christian life right now. And so I want them to understand the really important things. Like my oldest is only six years old and I really want them to know that God loves them. And I want them to feel a sense of belonging with God because I think that that is something that's really important. Just reflecting back on my own family life and thinking about what I want for my children in the future is just having a sense of belonging. And I I don't want them to feel like they are supposed to follow a set of rules, although I do want them to follow (laughs) the Ten Commandments and the rules. But I don't want them to think of that as their primary purpose Mm -hmm. as Christians. So if I can attempt a summary of what you just said, what you want for your children as a Christian parent is a sense of belonging rather than blind obedience? I think so. I mean, I talk sometimes about how we're on God's Mm -hmm. team and I want them to to feel like they are resting Mm -hmm. in God's goodness and love for them as opposed to trying to be a certain way because I think it it is easy to be like that with our children because there are so many things we want them to do (laughs) to begin with and we do want them to obey us and we do want them to have good morals so I don't want to erase that at all but the parts of God right now that I'm focusing on while they're still little are just the fact that he loves them and he made them and he made everything and that he's taking care of them. So many adults don't even know how to rest in God's love. I think it's just kind of amazing that you're giving your kids that chance from the beginning, that you're not starting with earning God's love, but you're starting with resting in God's love. That's a profound gift to your kids. It is. I think for me, my kids are just a little bit younger than Laura's. I don't know. I always, I come to a lot of the conversations that we've had on this podcast feeling inadequate. Like I should probably have more of a rhythm in terms of this is how I parent as a Christian, you know? And I think I don't have as much bitterness and negativity as I used to have against things like the Catholic church or like growing up Catholic or having my adolescence through a really strong Christian culture. But some of the hurt is still there. And so I find myself battling in my mind between wanting my kids to know truths about God, wanting them to know God, and just worrying that I'm repeating the cycle of what was offered to me, which was things like earning your faith, you know, the idea of Christian culture and not actually Jesus Christ, you know, the difference between Christ and culture. And so I worry about repeating that. But I will say for me personally, a very helpful experience was working in a Christian school for a few years before my first child was born. And I really had to face a lot of these things, a lot of like, oh, you want me to act out and read Bible stories to children? Like, oh, I don't know if I want to do that because I'm going to create little Christian robots. And just seeing like, no, there's actually... There's a, there's a right and a wrong way to go about things like this, and it's very nuanced, and it can be really sincere and beautiful when a four-year-old sees that their friend is hurt and says, let's pray for them, and it's not necessarily a little baby Christian robot. So it was good for me to be in that experience and face a lot of these hesitancies that I've had, but I feel like I still they still sometimes come up now having my own children, and I don't 
have it solved by any means. And then another thing too is, you know, very specific things for me. And I want to hear from you, Laura, like what are some really practical things you do in your family to try and cultivate a Christian culture in your family? But one thing that we do is we have the Jesus Storybook Bible and we sometimes read it, not as consistently as I feel like I quote unquote should, or even as I would like to. And for Advent and Lent, we have a devotional that you're supposed to read one story a night. But the whole thing is so silly. We speak Spanish in our family and I can never find these books in Spanish. And so the only reason we didn't do the Lent book this year is because I never got around to translating it to Spanish. <laughs> and like, what a silly um, reason. But we did do Advent and it was great. We had a great experience. But what I'm getting at is like, I have some of these really practical things that I like, but it doesn't feel like we have it figured out yet. And I feel like I should, which I don't think is necessarily true, but I think that pressure is still there to be a Christian parent, a Christian parent that I'm not living up to. So similar to Laura, I'll ask you what feels most important for your kids to understand about God? Like if they were to get one thing at this season of their lives, what would you want them to understand? I think seeing God as the reality of the world we live in. And maybe maybe my reasoning comes from living in New York City and having very few Christian friends here. And so most of our friends have a lot of different beliefs than we do. And I would like for my kids to just know, like Laura said, God created us. Everything you see around you is because of God. The good and the bad that you see, it we can understand it through the lens of who God is. So if you see something bad, it's because there is sin in the world. And if you see something good, it's because every good and perfect gift comes from God above. So I think just like having God as the baseline for understanding your world. We also have a lot of conflicting voices around us, particularly in conversations about gender, in conversations about sexuality, which are happening in elementary schools and even younger, I would say like in preschools in New York. And so I would like our kids to have a strong foundation of knowing what truth is and knowing that God is truth. I feel like we both want the same thing for our kids and we just had them kind of in slightly different ways, but it's, I mean, I... I agree. That's like what I want for my kids too. And I also feel like I'm still figuring it out. But I think just to encourage you that I feel guilty too sometimes about not doing enough of those practical yes. things. But I think it's okay. Yeah. Like they have so much time to learn and they just need to learn the big concepts that we mentioned right now, even if they're not memorizing yeah. any Bible verses right now or like learning hymns. That's another one I really want to do, but feels difficult. I also think that you're modeling grace for yourself and for each other. I think it's okay to show that you're human and sometimes you bite off more than you can chew and things kind of fall to the wayside. And that doesn't mean that God loves you any less or that you are not as good of a Christian family as you would otherwise be. So in a way it's kind of refreshing. resources, books that you really like, anything like that, that has been really helpful for you in creating a family culture around knowing that God loves us? Sure. I mean, I think just having a culture of forgiveness and building a relationship with them 
where there's a clear understanding of right and wrong. Because if we love God, then we love goodness because God is good. And like you said, all good things are from God. So I want them to love and crave goodness, not because they want to be a certain person or because they want to be rewarded for it, but because they want to be in line with God's goodness. Like they want to be a part of that and are excited to be in line with that. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's lovely. So when we talk about what is right and what is wrong, I try to do it pretty clearly because I think kids this age really need that. Even though there are a lot of gray areas, I think when they're very young, it's it's comforting to know that there is goodness and that we get to choose. Like if we want to be on God's side, like I tell them, you know, God's invited us to be on his team and we get to be on his team and he's already won the battle, but we get to be on his team anyway. And that's really cool. So we talk about that a lot. I just want to come back to the idea of a culture of forgiveness. I love that phrasing. And I think sometimes I forget as a Christian parent that everything I do is through a lens of Christianity, whether I realize it or not, through the worldview of Christianity. For me, the idea of forgiveness is because Christ has forgiven us. Also, the idea of forgiveness of like when I do something that hurts them, taking time to say, I'm sorry that I did that, which just like a funny side note, I think it's almost always harder for us to admit our fault than for them to like experience us apologizing. It's so hard for us to admit that we did something wrong and then to say sorry to them. Yeah, I honestly, I think that the fact that I really don't like apologizing has helped me be gentle with my children <laughs> because I'm like, if I say something I regret, I'm going to have to apologize for it later. <laughs> and it just like helps me take a moment and make sure I don't say something yeah. I regret. But yeah, I mean, I try to tell them I'm sorry. And we talk a lot about how nobody is perfect. Only God is perfect. And we talk about that in context of like trying new things, even like it's okay to make mistakes because only God is perfect. We can't be perfect. Um, And sometimes I just sit with them and tell them how much I love them and how amazing I think they are. And I just tell them how much God loves them. Like it's as simple as I just sit next to my daughter and hug her and say, I think you're so amazing. And God made you and God loves you. And isn't that cool? Like, and she is like a little parrot. Like she copies whatever I say. So it's actually really amazing because she literally follows me around all day and says, mommy, I think you're amazing. Mommy, I love you. You're the best. You're just so You need to wonderful. start planting things like, you have great hair. You're so beautiful. <laughs> Good idea. Yeah. No, she will tell me that too. Like I'll say, oh, you're just so beautiful. And she'll say, oh you're God. so beautiful. <laughs> like in that tone. <laughs> I try to point out beautiful things to mm-hmm. them because for me, like being in nature and seeing beautiful things or hearing beautiful music is just a way for me to think like, I, I just feel connected with God yeah. when I think about the fact that he made all these wonderful things. There's actually a song my sister um, told me about pretty recently by Ellie Holcomb um, yeah. called Don't Forget to Remember. Do you know that oh, one, Katie? Yes, I do. Yeah. Do you ever listen to her music for kids? I didn't even really know about her until my sister told me about that song. But when I listened to it, I thought, whoa, this is exactly what I'm always trying to tell my kids. I want them to have a sense of wonder and amazement 
about the world because the truth is that does point us to God. So if they hear about God, then when they see wonderful, amazing things, then they'll make that connection naturally. Becoming a parent really opens your eyes to some of the wonders in our world. And, you know, there's a reason there's phrases like seeing the world through a child's eyes because everything is new and beautiful and wonderful. And I feel like it gives us the opportunity to, like you said, notice and appreciate beautiful things. Yeah, I really like the way you put that. And I think that it's so simple when you think about it that way. I mean, I would love for my kids to have lots of Bible verses memorized and to know hymns. But if they don't right now while they're little, then I've kind of landed on that being okay because they don't need to learn everything at once. And I think right now them just having this sense of wonder about God and feeling safe in his presence and knowing that he's always there is the most important thing for them to know. traditional Christian culture upbringing that I know you guys have discussed a lot on the podcast. And I think I've thought a lot about how it's sort of interesting that I don't think I have had the same sense of shame or feeling like I needed to prove myself to God as a child that I know a lot of people have. The first time I started feeling like I wasn't a good enough Christian was when we went to college and I saw what everyone else was doing. And I think that what my own family culture did was create this sense of belonging as a family. And even though they weren't really saying this is connected to God, I think it it was. Maybe it's that idea of common grace where even if you don't say, we will do this in our family because we are Christian and this is how we have decided to proceed, anything good is really coming from God originally. And so Christian or not, if you have a family that is really tight knit or there's trust or this culture of forgiveness, empathy, whatever, these beautiful things that are truly fruits of the spirit, then it is teaching you about God because it's reflecting God, even if that wasn't your original intent. Yeah. I mean, I think it was the original intent. There was never a time where they right didn't like want us to know about God, but it wasn't the same kind of Christian culture that we see now where like I was not memorizing Bible verses as a child, for example. It was kind of like we did the right thing and we went to church on Sundays. But I did write down the verse, like he is a father to the fatherless and he puts the lonely in families. And I thought that was so beautiful that family specifically is listed as a gift from God and something that that God gives us when we're lonely and sad. conversation, I have one more question that I'd love for you and Sarah to answer. And that is, what has being a parent taught you about God? And what have your kids taught you about God? Thanks, Katie. It was really nice to be here and talk with you guys as usual. I think that being a parent and just being with my kids has taught me a lot about God. And I think also part of it is just growing up because 
as I've been with them, I've gotten older and had other life experiences. So they're all kind of mixed together. But one thing I've thought about is that when I first became a mom, a lot of it was about my identity of a mom. Like what kind of mom am I going to be? And I got really into Montessori in the beginning, just a few years before Love Every came out. So I was like, you know, thinking I was going to make my own mobiles and look on Etsy <laughs> for stuff. But I, I got to the point where I felt almost frozen with like, oh, no, I can't do this. It won't be Montessori enough. And I can't do this. And, and I had to come to a point where I actually said, like, Maria Montessori is not my God. <laughs> God is my God. That's great. And ultimately, the reason I'm a mom is not so I can have the identity as a mom. And I thought about that today. And I thought that my faith has been kind of the same trajectory. Like when I first became more of a serious Christian, I thought a lot about what kind of Christian I could be and what could I do in the name of Jesus and what could I feel and how, who would I become? And I've kind of grown away from that. And now I feel like I mentioned before, like I still want to do those things and think they matter, but my faith feels more about resting in love and more about God's bigger story. Like I get the gift of being a part of that. And I'm happy that it's not all about me in my best moments. Of course, we all still want it to be about us sometimes. And same with motherhood. Like when I look at my son who's six now, he goes to school and has his own story that's happening. And I get to kind of cheer him on. But my relationship with him feels less about my identity as a mom and just hmm. our relationship. And that's hmm. it. So I think that's really what I've learned a lot. And of course, just my like overpowering love for them is amazing and felt like a whole new level of relationship. Not even like a new level, because that sounds like, I don't know, like it's the best, but just a different door that I hadn't opened mm. yet of relationships. And that's been really cool to experience. I would say for me too, like there's just been the beauty of the experience of forming a relationship with a new person and getting to just see the beauty of God by, by the wonder of pregnancy, because I have carried my own children, you know, the beauty of birth, of seeing a little human grow before your eyes. That has just been, you know, challenging for sure, but a gift as well. And I've gotten to experience a side of God that I knew was there, but just had never firsthand experienced. I would also say the idea that we've kind of talked about previously of like forgiveness, grace, empathy. I've really been challenged with those things in building a relationship with my own children and with my husband as he has become a father and I have become a mother. I think for me, just like any other season of life, Becoming a parent has just been a new season to experience God, to understand myself in a new way. It also just has the added bonus of like the beauty of children. And I feel so blessed to have them and to be able to laugh with them and love them and to be their mom. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you to Laura for your wisdom and insight. Thank you, Sarah, for sharing your wisdom as a parent as well. This will be our final episode before taking a short break because Sarah is going to have a baby. You're welcome because we need another, what do they call them? Soldiers, flock, Jesus freak. We need another Jesus freak. <laughs> we need another Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so you're welcome, Christians yeah. around the world. <laughs>
So we will be taking a break for the summer, but we will see you in the fall. Laura, thanks again for being here. It was a joy and a pleasure, and we love you. Thanks for letting me love on you. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. You did your best. Yes, you really <laughs> did it. <laughs>